are we only doing vampire shows now? Is that is that the thing that we do? Should we become experts on vampire I shows? I mean, we could with the amount coming out. Like in September, Peacock released Vampire Academy. Uh, Which like, we didn't do. Yeah, last month uh, they came out with also what we do in the Shadow Season 4. Which we have done. In the last episode, like you were saying, we, we did for the podcast called Interview with a Vampire. And yeah. like my question and is, book. I was thinking about the late 2000s, early 2010s vampire shows. And I came up with things like Vampire Diaries, the originals. I think the early 2010s were defined by like movies like the twilight series vampires were cool again with twilight and vampire diaries and those came out at the same time yeah there was a lot of like young adults romance uh, romanticizing but now for teen girls (laughs) but but now it seems like there's a lot of vampire shows that are just kind of shifting their way towards the comedic route like even interview with a vampire which was supposed to be somewhat serious had comedic moments to it you have reginald now and just anything with like supernatural for example like i zombie i know there's going to be uh shown a couple days called curse friends that deals with the supernatural route so do you think that like that's just did you say i zombie i zombie Zombie is a zombie show though yeah but that's what i'm saying anything to do with like monsters we even did los spookies like anything dealing with monsters seems to be going towards the comedic route nowadays what i see is that like since the dawn of vampire movies and television shows people have uh poked fun at them oh yes yeah like i think they've always been a point of comedy like i don't see that as necessarily making it more so now i think it's just like we have so much tv now that of course that's going to also be part of that no yeah like even when twilight was coming out that was still being made fun of a ton i'm just saying that it seems like every single show now has some type of supernatural element that they try to like make comedic like reginald the vampire yeah well <laughs> like, even based on, this is based off a comic book uh, i don't want to get ahead of your research but like it's based off something like the fat uh vampire i think something. it was a book series oh it was yeah, a book series it was a book series. I just assumed because like when it, you see something, I thought it was like a Miss Marvel type universe. No, it's, it wasn't a comic book, but yeah, no, they it's changed. shot like a comic book. Really? Every scene is super colorful, like has one color. Like the slushy shop is all yellow. The bar scene is like all blue or red. And then like every one of them feels like it's shot within a light because it's all nighttime because they're all vampires. And I'm not surprised to hear that because Don Mancini, do you, do you, do you recognize that name? Uh, sure. But like, I don't know where from Chucky. He was the person who wrote the TV series along with like all the films. Okay. Uh, Reginald the Wait, Vampire. from the beginning of Chucky? Yeah. Like all yeah, the yeah, way yeah. back in the 80s? Yeah, like those early films Like Child's well. Play and all that? Right, yeah. And I thought that you would recognize it because of the time that we did Chucky for the podcast. Sure, and you liked Chucky then. Yeah, series. and Chucky season two is actually coming out. I think it premiered back to back with this. And whenever I was looking up articles for Reginald the Vampire, it always seemed to be pairing it with Chucky because they got a lot of people from that show to also be working on this as well. Like mm-hmm. They're uh, both like children horror uh near halloween type stuff right and when i i remember when i was watching the chucky episode it had a lot of that like same type of colors you know what you're talking about yeah but do you know what this really reminded me of it was it was stranger things season three it mm-hmm. felt like that type of vibe that, that i was getting from it more than but i haven't seen chucky but i felt like more so because that's more middle school stuff. yeah in this he's like post i think he's been to college He's he's out, really? he's out of college. He's out of college. Yeah, he's out of college. Yeah, because I know that Jacob Battalion is like actually twenty five, and I know that they. I did you know that he lost one hundred and two pounds to be in No Way Home? Yeah, I think I did know that. Yeah, so that's why they changed it. I think from so Fat everybody Vampire. knows him as Ned from or uh, Spider Man's friend. Right, and I was surprised to see that there's so many people from the cast from other shows that we've reviewed. For example, you have Mandela Van Peebles. He was in Mayor of Kingstown, the first Which episode. Which you saw. So, yeah, like I wouldn't recognize. I was trying to figure out 
out if I knew him from anywhere because he's kind of like the essential character besides Reginald. It could be the Maurice show with Reginald because <laughs> he does take up like most of the airtime. Most of it is just them too. Okay, yeah. And then you have Emily Haynes. She's from Fargo. Not the season we did, but season two. She played a character called Noreen Vanderslice. And in this, she plays a character called Sarah. She's uh, Reginald's love interest. And she's actually very much in love with him, I think, in this episode. We find that out. Um, you have Aaron Buchholz. He was in Supernatural. And Savannah Basley from Surreal Estate. I think even the episode that you watched for that one. The, the only time that we really get overwhelmed with characters is when the vamp squad walks in and you have Moira, Penelope, LeBron, and Isaac. And by the end, you only have Penelope and LeBron because Isaac and Moira die. So, really, oh, they die. so you're, people dealing, die in show. you're dealing with a very small cast. In fact, the whole show feels very low-key, small, small budget, and just kind of there to have fun. That's what know? I was getting from like all the cast interviews and stuff like that. It seemed like this show was purely made just for the enjoyment of the actors, almost. For the enjoyment of the actors? Yeah, like, it seemed like everyone was having a good time, and I... I don't think that's why they made this show, though, but, like, the first episode is called Dead Weight, and do you want to know why it's called that? Yeah. Okay, well, at one point, um, Maurice has to carry Reginald because he uh, knocks himself out, so I think that's why it's called Dead Weight. Also, the pun, obviously, but... The way I split it up was part one is Maurice, the helpful wingman. So we find out that there's this vampire in town named Maurice. And how does he introduce himself? Well, he goes outside of a saloon where there's this really smug guy who's kicking out like a hooker or his girlfriend or something, but he's being really, really snarky and mean to her. And that's when Maurice decides to jump on into the passenger seat and tell the guy off and be like, you got to be a better guy than that. Does he actually like fly into the passenger seat, like turn it bad, or does he just open the door? No. Oh, he doesn't pull the, uh, what's the show? What we do in the shadows. Yeah, where he's constantly trying to do a bat. He's just able to super speed into there. And suddenly he's on the passenger seat and he's telling this guy off and the guy's like, get out of my car. And then that's when he decides to just drink his blood until he's dead. So he kills the guy to begin the episode and you're like, okay, well, Maurice has a weird like justice conscience that he's trying to perform. But at the same time, you could tell he would really just wanted to eat the guy. All right. And then we zoom over to Reginald's life and Reginald's just a kid. He's out of college and he's he's big like that's an on-running joke is that he's fat and that he doesn't feel too good about himself he's self-conscious yeah he likes this girl that he works with but also there's todd there and todd is just a dick to him constantly like ragging him about how he's never going to be able to date someone like sarah and also like they just work at a slushy shop together and the slushy shop seems like a fun place to be you know yeah just, I, I feel like i've seen that done in a million times in tv shows it feels like a nickelodeon show almost like a kid's show because you immediately understand all the personalities and you uh, are just kind of enjoying it, not really expecting it to surprise you. And I Carly had the smoothie shop. Sure. So. Okay. So Maurice shows up at the slushy shop and he kind of senses that this guy in front of him, Reginald, is kind of not a geek, but like someone that he needs sort of a buff up as mm-hmm. help. So he waits outside uh, for him to drink his blood because at first he's just like, I'm hungry. But then when Reginald walks outside to throw away the trash or something, he starts screaming at God. And he's like, you, get, you, you really gave me a bad hand here, man. Uh-huh. Like, why? Why? I feel like I'm owed something better. I feel so bad about my life. And that's when Maurice comes out of the shadows and he's like, dude, you got this. And so he glamours him. You, you know, glamours is like the mesmerization, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. hypnosis thing where he kind of gives him the courage in that glamour for him to go inside and ask Sarah out. And so that's exactly what Reginald does. And Sarah says yes, and they're off to go on their date 
to the movie. But Reginald, as soon as he asks her, feels really unconfident because it's the first date he's ever had. So he walks back outside and Maurice is there and he's like, how'd it go, man? Did it go all right? So Maurice is <laughs> so really Maurice, supportive. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the character in The Babysitter who's still trying to ki kill the kid, but he's like a bully, but then, or not, he's like a jock, but then he starts feeling bad for the kid and he wants to like pump You're talking about the Eggman. Yeah. Yes. Oh, the Eggman? Yeah, because he dies by the eggs on his hands. Oh, okay. That's what you call him, the Eggman. Okay, that makes <laughs> sense. He's That's what Maury says. He's like a helpful wingman vampire friend, right? Mm -hmm. And so he's like, let me take you out to this bar before the date, and then we will. I will teach you the ropes. Okay. So he takes him to this bar, and before we get really any character development there all these other vampires walk in these really like cheap looking vampires there's like four of them and as i said their names are moira penelope lebron and isaac and they have to talk to maurice but they notice reginald off the bat and they're like that's his companion do you remember death valley yes it, would you say that like the vamp squad or however you describe them are kind of like that death valley is like that to an extreme but like, yeah, sort of. The comedy there is obviously that these people are supposed to be beautiful looking uh, vampires who are extremely smug with themselves and all they care about is like intimidating humans and drinking right. their blood. But uh, since Reginald doesn't realize that they're vampires yet, he loves the attention. So these two girls are chatting him up, but then Maurice is like, you have to come with me, otherwise things are gonna get bad. Yeah. He walks outside and Maurice is being confronted by them, being told he needs to, he's being summoned by like the vampire council or right. something like that. And then the girls, Moira and Penelope, just show up and eat um, Reginald. They just decide to. Like, it just happens out of the blue. Wow. Even though Maurice is, like, taking control of him and making sure that he's not going to get hurt, he still gets hurt. How much But how much blood is in this show? Um, is there a lot of it? There's a good amount of blood. Because, yeah, that's why I read. Apparently, like, the producers used a lot of fake blood and yeah. kind of gore. And Jacob It's not Ash versus the Evil Dead amount of blood, like, I, I where Sam Raimi so. would go insane with it. But, right. like, yeah, there's a good amount. He has the blood stains on him. And this is, we're well into part two now. I forgot about my part system. But, yeah, <laughs> Reginald gets attacked. And then this is when Maurice runs up to him and he's like, I can save you but you have to agree, you have to consent to me helping you. And so Reginald, of course, does, because it's his only way to live. Mm -hmm. And so that's when he gets turned. Part three is Reginald learning to the ropes of being a vampire, which I'll get into. And then part four is Maurice's origin story, and then we get some cliffhangers. Oh, so you get some backstory in this yeah. episode. Yeah, so, so, okay. so Reginald wakes up on the bridge thinking that he's dreaming, that all that stuff about being attacked happened in his unconscious mind, right? Yeah. But Maurice explains that he is a vampire now, as well as, which he takes really well. Reginald doesn't really care that much. Like He's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. But then he finds out that his body's gonna stay the same way forever, which really he doesn't like because he can never go on a diet. And then there was a joke like, would you ever really go on a diet, blah, 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 blah. Um, but also Maurice says, politically, this is a real problem because a vampire, they like them when we turn hot vampires, but we don't like it when they turn kind of like, fat people right yeah. which is which is kind of weird but at the same time that's what reginald has to keep on the down low again it's based on. yeah it's based off a book series called fat vampire yeah so, which is yeah. going into that whole uh self-deprecation type right. thing and being like you have to be more confident reginald wakes up in the morning and he realizes there's no sun allowed because uh, he can get burned, no steaks. Um, he can he can eat normally, which sometimes vampire shows, they like to be like, vampires can't eat food. Yeah. Well, he can, he can enjoy ice cream, but he has bloody tears, he has fast healing, he has the retractable fangs, so they're not always showing up. He has super memory, so he can read books in an instant. He has the glamour ability, 
And he also has this giant thirst for blood. So I have a quick... Okay, that's my question. Because I remember in iZombie, the whole entire thing uh, was that they needed to get, like, brains continually. And my question is, you're saying he can eat normally. He can eat normal In stuff. every show ever with vampires, it's always about, like, once you've turned, how long can you fight it until you have to and get did they your go, first meal? And did they go through that in the first episode? Yeah, because he decides to go to work. He gets all, like, bagged up and makes sure that he has the oven mitts on so he can go outside. And then he goes to work and he almost loses it. Because he starts talking to Todd, Todd starts being a jerk, and then he starts noticing the vein pulsing in his in his <laughs> neck, and he wants to eat him. And then after that, he goes outside, and he's freaking out, and Maurice is like, dude, you can't go to work on your first day as a vampire. You, you're bound to eat someone. You can just mesmerize someone and then drink their blood and then make them forget about it. You don't even have to kill anyone. But if you don't drink soon, you're going to start acting real weird. And he, also, you'd be a danger to Sarah. So feeling that he was going to be a danger to Sarah... He goes inside, who he stood up, by the way, because remember they had that movie plan? Right, yeah. And because he turned into a vampire that night, he he didn't go to it. And so Sarah's like, are you okay? And he's like, actually, we have to break up, even though we never actually dated. And so then that's played kind of for laughs, actually. Like, it's not even that big a deal. Mm-hmm. Sarah takes it kind of hard, though. And you can tell that she's continuing to think about it. And he obviously is, like, crying, but, like, bloody tears. When oh, I saw, yeah, I saw the poster for that. It was continually shown that picture. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. And then in part four, we kind of get Maurice's backstory because Maurice and Reginald have this last minute conversation where it's like, so how do you deal with all this stress? You are my creator now. And Maurice is like, well, what happened to me was in 1972. And they show you this. They don't. He doesn't actually say it. So in 1972, Oakland, he's a black activist. He's trying to get the message out there. He's trying to stop police brutality, stuff like that. He's got this girlfriend named Angie who also does the same thing. And the girlfriend takes him out at night. And then she ends up being a vampire. And she's like, hey, I need your consent to change you. And she doesn't exactly tell him what she's going to do. But she asks for his consent like 90 times. I think that that's supposed to be um, an allegory to obviously like sex and consent. But what's weird is like when they murder someone, they don't ask for consent to murder them. Yeah, It's only when they turn them. Also, Maurice didn't ask for uh, consent when he was turning Reginald, right? Yeah. And also it didn't seem, whoa, 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 no, no, absolutely. He did. I said that he did like a billion percent. He did before Reginald was about to die. He ran up there and was like, I need you to give me permission. Like, I, I think I went over that. But um, the other thing was that they, Reginald can walk through doors. Like, he doesn't need to ask before going into a house. It doesn't seem oh, like. Oh, okay. Yeah, which yeah. I, that's one of those things that is sometimes a vampire, sometimes not a vampire. And then we get the cliffhangers at the very end after uh, Maurice kind of reveals that he's going to be uh, Reginald's friend and mentor. And the cliffhangers are, one, the vamp squad, the remaining vamp squad, because after they attacked Reginald, Maurice kills Isaac. He by stabbing him with his hair clip. Wow. And then uh, it's, it wasn't that cool, believe me. Um, and then Penelope, LeBron, and Moira show up at the place. And the girlfriend from 1972 ends up being the person who was summoning uh, Maurice. Oh, okay. So that's where – and she finds out that they had attacked his companion. She gets mad and she kills another one of them. So she kills Moira, I think. And so Penelope, LeBron, and um, I think her name is – Angie, but they also call her Angela, right? Mm -hmm. And so she's looking to speak to Maurice. Maybe she still likes him. Maybe he's got like unfinished business. You don't know. And then the other cliffhanger is that Sarah shows up at Reginald's place before he's eaten, basically saying, I know that you dumped me in a weird way, but I still like you and I kind of want to hang out. So if you let me in and he lets her in, but you can tell he's hungry still, like his his teeth come out. Uh, And that's where we we end the episode. And uh, like I said, a lot of color in these episodes. 
And I had, I had a few questions, but um, anything else that you learned about the show? No, I mean, it doesn't go for dark humor, right? It seems like this is all, like you were saying, almost like a Nickelodeon show aside from maybe the blood. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and I had to judge it that way too. So I was watching it and I was like, you know, if this was just on a normal, like competitive network, like a Netflix or something, I would like this show four or five. But like, I feel like I need to rank it in like kid sizes. Like when you go to a kid's section of a mall or something to get something for, for the youngsters. And, and instead, I have to give this like a seven because I feel like as a kid, if you're watching this or even someone who's just like kind of just zoned out and, and just trying to enjoy a show like the main character it's literally just ned from spider-man playing like <laughs> ned like he might have all the acting range in the world but this show doesn't allow him to really show it yeah but what it does allow him is to play that innocence character and and that makes it all worth it so i would give it a seven out of ten if you're if you're looking at it from that perspective and a four out of ten if you're just looking straight at it from like i want a good tv show this I mean, is not your avenue. Yeah, that it has like a TV 14. So I don't think it's like 100% for kids. I don't mean like toddler or like Teletubbies type kids. I mean like those who would be watching uh, late night or late Nick at night or something like yeah. that. I yeah. mean, I mean Harley Payton, she is the creator for this show as well. She worked on Twin Peaks and Channel Zero. Oh, Channel um, Zero. Yeah, did, did it feel like those shows at all? Um, Twin Peaks less so because that would be a lot weirder and yeah. trippier. I meant more Channel Zero because that was on Sci-Fi too. I Though think. Twin Peaks does mess with colors a lot in its show, so maybe maybe she took that from that. Also, as cons go, this is the most typical origin story ever. If you saw the trailer to this thing, you know the show in and out. Mm. It's juvenile. It's corny. The plot is fine, but the execution is extremely rushed. The way the vampires just show up out of nowhere and then just eat him, like, it's it's crazy. And the dialogue is often very, like, trite. It's not very yeah. important. But at the same time, the characters are, are kind of endearing in their own way, and I am curious where they're going to go with it. So You're I not might skip to, oh, like, okay. the last episode once it comes out just to see where it ends. I know it's going to be 10 episodes. Um, Harley Payton also said that she, like, used a lot of inspiration from Buffy the Vampire. And you can even get that from the names, Reginald the Vampire and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm -hmm. Also, this is one of the few shows on sci-fi that's original series. It was greenlit along with Chucky, I think, over a year ago. So I think sci-fi is really, at this point, trying to kind of step into the game. But it might be, like, one of those things where it's almost, like, too little, too little late in that sense sure i don't know if it's good enough to get another season or not but it might be one of those strange one-offs that like i always like to think about and be like remember when this happened yeah, yeah. another thing that i oh, noticed yeah. about like vampires in general um is that like they always when they're turning someone tend to bite themselves in their wrist yeah that always happens yes but that would be so painful like if i was a vampire and i needed to turn someone and i know it heals back so quickly i why not turn your hand over because they only need a little bit of blood i'd assume to get into their system mm -hmm. to turn them and bite the back part because that wouldn't hurt as much if you're biting the part that has like the tendons and goes right into the fingers yeah but like, you probably don't that, feel it as much if you're a vampire my point being that like it would be less it would be less painful and also yeah it just, this just cringes it's like when you think about having a paper cut in between yeah, your fingers yeah. or something like that would just be one of my yeah and then the other thing is there's another french vampire so just like with interview uh of the vampire interview whatever, with vampire with yeah. the vampire yeah um <laughs> 
is is another French guy shows up. And I'm just like, okay, well, I guess that's just a thing where all vampires have to be ethnic of some sort. Yeah, I mean, the show doesn't have a lot on it. I know Jacob Talent said that after he was done with this season, he's going to be taking a break from acting. But like in terms of Wikipedia page or even like a Reddit forum, it doesn't seem to have that much like traction. The he, show- He wears this when he's like psyching himself up at the beginning and he's imagining himself. He wears this giant wig, like a cue from Impractical Jokers <laughs> when they cut it, his hair off. Well, something that like- got me interested is the fact that Jacob Talon, whenever he was asked like why I took the show, he always said that there was a message behind it. And I guess that it has to do with maybe the like whole entire fat shaming type thing or something like that. It's, I mean, absolutely. The whole message of the show is that he should build his own confidence. And now that he has somewhat super abilities, and, and he should gain that confidence and you should see him it. fight for justice. Yeah, Maurice is probably the nicest vampire out of all the series that we've met, even including uh, Into the Shadows, because he has a conscience and I mean, it's still very what we do in the shadows. Yeah. yeah, so you just see that ring through. And also, I wonder if there's going to be any sort of cure that eventually they get so that he can so that Reginald can change himself in the way that he wants to. Or maybe he just gets super comfortable with how he looks, which I that's probably that made more sense. <laughs> Morally speaking. In, in terms of the show, it has a 6 on IMDb, a 50% on Ron Tomatoes. Those are low scores. Yeah, the Hollywood Reporter titled their review, Reginald Vampire Review, Sci-Fi's Comedy Offers a Charming Protagonist but Lacks Bite, and then Collider titled their review, Reginald the Vampire Review, a fun teen comedy with just the right amount of bite. So <laughs> I think it depends on who you're uh, kind of speaking to at this sense. I think uh, it was either IGN or one of those other things. I gave it like a 2 out of 10. Oh, saying it could that, definitely be better. Yeah, saying that it was For like sure. exposition-filled, very clunky. Oh, if you're grading on that scale i mean even the jokes could be better like everything about it is kind of college level (laughs) we just gotta show let's make it but like i guess i have a tolerance for that sort of thing and that's why i gave it two ratings here but yeah the four one would definitely be my rating if you're trying to look for a serious show and just just to touch on the uh, author of the books johnny b taunt he's actually working on the show as a writer um and probably executive producer because again it's based off the source material he made uh he wrote a book and i think his first book was published back in like 2000 then it took him 12 years to make another book and then within that 12 year time period within like the next two months he was able to publish two books and so i mean yeah i think that that's when like kind of the uh fat vampire which is not the only book called that surprisingly oh you had to get the rights back or something yeah <laughs> there's another author who wrote like yeah something similar i think they came out around the same time as well so there was some confusion around that about which show but, this would be yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh overall yeah that's about all i have do you have anything else to say thanks for listening we'll see you on the next episode hope you enjoyed this one bye bye